0: Ladies and gentlemen, Brad Marshaw, Taylor Hall, they're all Boston Bruins. And we're back. (sighs) Big if true. Thank God for both of them. Like, it seemed so. I I don't know what the right word is, but just. I I can't think of the right word. Just so not hopeful. Um. Like ten minutes going the third, just nothing going for the Bruins after Hathaway's second goal. And then Taylor Hall with less than three minutes to go buries that rebound. And then obviously Marshawn overtime. You know what? You just you just love to see it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd say. <laughs> but
0: yeah, I it was it was a really <laughs> it was a really weird game game two, and same with game one. What is this series? like? That's what, yeah, honestly, no. What is this series?
1: whole lot of penalties.
0: Oh my god, don't. <laughs> what, uh, it was...
1: This series is a one-for-six power play for the Bruins.
0: And the one was a Nick Ritchie weird deflection goal. Yeah. But, I mean, are, are we shocked about the power play? Come
1: on no
0: no (sighs) where do we start um I mean obviously let's go game one Sure. Um, if we must (laughs) yeah I mean if we have to talk about it like I guess we will um but honestly I just I want to say before we even go into the actual games it is so nice to have playoff hockey Ob- like,
1: of I I've... they've been close, stressful games in both of them so far, but...
0: I mean, hey. <laughs> Is Jeez. it going to happen any other way?
1: I didn't realize the Bruins had 48 shots on golf. that like, 44, 43G oh, yeah. tonight. not Obviously, not game one, but... Well, game one, they had... Oh, they only had 26.
0: Yeah, and then, like, 21 missed shots in game one, but... You know.
1: Good times, good times.
0: Yeah, I um I watched the SportsNet feeds uh for both of these games because one I couldn't European? get access one I couldn't get access to Nesson uh for game 2 and because like swapping between SportsNet and NBC SportsNet had the least amount of delay so it was like easy easy choice. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but on on the broadcast of the second game like at the start of overtime they said like uh like they mentioned the Bruins having like 47 shots or whatever it was. It's like if they hit fifty, it'll it'll be their most since twenty fourteen against the Habs when they had fifty shots in a four three loss, and I was like, "Are you about to set up another fifty shot four three loss?" <laughs> Luckily, they didn't, um, but I I got a little worried about that. But game one, yeah, there are a lot of a lot of ways to go about this game. Um, obviously, we had Oshi playing um check was healthy going into it and starting. And then <laughs> there's that face off, right? And uh oh my god. Who, who was it the one? Lazar won the draw cuz DeBrusk was on the fourth line that game. Uh the puck just gets over to DeBrusk. DeBrusk shoots, scores, and Vanacek. I don't even know what he did there, but he pulled something, probably related to the injury he already had. And then he instantly goes out of the game. And in that moment, I was like, oh, man, this is a great opportunity for the Bruins. They get to face Craig Anderson, who has played three games this year. And then, well, we know what happens.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we almost know what happened tonight as well. I don't know what the hell... Craig Anderson is doing. It's not 2017 anymore. Please. Please.
0: No, and it's I mean Oh, everything about game one was just so enraging. You know what I mean? Like they had Craig Anderson coming to net. They got how many was it? 22 shots on him. They got 22 shots on Craig Anderson in 50 minutes of hockey. They only scored once and it was a weird Ritchie power play deflection that just happened to go through and barely go through with that. Why? Why does Craig Anderson think it's 2017? Like, it's great for the story. Like, yeah, that's a great story and all that. And I would like the story if, you know, the Bruins weren't playing the Caps. But they are. It's just like, what? I I just don't. don't. I don't get it.
1: Yeah. Oh um one thing I just wanted to say real quick and like this is more overall between both games, but runes are dominating on faceoffs. Oh yeah. Both games. That's uh would hopefully lead to a little more wins. You would think so.
0: <laughs> but no, uh yeah, it was they won sixty percent of face offs in game one and it was sixty three percent uh tonight for game two. So, you know, you would think with more face-off wins, more chances, big if true, but, you know. um, I do have to say, uh, Tom Wilson opening the scoring in Game 1, that had to have been the most predictable thing ever, right? Yeah. And then that...
1: Especially once I saw McAvoy break his stick, I was like, yep, yep. it's over.
0: Yeah, no, I... <laughs> the The moment that happened, I was like, "Okay, Caps are going to score in this three on one," and then and then it was Wilson. I was like, "Okay, hey, that's worse." <laughs> um, I w- I do want to ask though, um, how did we feel about the Bruins' defense in Game One? And I'm I'm specifically saying Game One because, well, yeah, it kind of does overlap, but yeah, not great. And the start that they had. It was awful uh, in that game. And even in, even in Game 2, they just aren't starting super fast. And, I mean, obviously Game 2, they have two goals in the first ten minutes of the game. But, you know, they also gave up two goals in that first period. So it's not like it was fantastic or anything. But, and I know we'll get to it. Um, because it's definitely going to be a topic of conversation for some odd reason but I just want to say right now uh, before going on any further rant after Tuka Rask two great it's games it's problem right? Uh, okay so are, are we just going to do this now? get it out of the way?
1: well we can might as well
0: <sighs> why? just why? <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, you see when the first goal goes in and it's because McAvoy broke his dick and it's like a mini two-on-one and then Brendan Dillon's shot gets deflected by Lausanne into the net and then in overtime, Nick Dowd redirects the puck in front of the net. You know, that's all Tuca's fault. You know, he should have... Yeah, it's all Tuca's fault. Man, come on. Don't ask me to dig any deeper into that because much like Rask haters, I don't have any more to say other than he needs to stop those.
0: Goal against equals always Tuka fault. Loss equals always Tuka's fault. Win equals Tuka could have been better. Which, you know uh-huh. what? I will agree with him on that point. That's true. Tuka could have been better. He could have had a 39 save shutout. But you know what? That doesn't happen very often. <laughs> and I will gladly take a 36 saves on 39 shots win like he had today. And even yesterday, 29. 29- saves on 32 shots, that is a winnable game. That's a winnable performance by your goalie, especially for a game going into overtime when it was 2-2. And it should definitely be a winnable performance when you face Craig Anderson for 50 minutes of that game. It is not on Rask to out-duel Anderson in this case, especially because the Bruins missed the net 21 times in Game 1, which was their most since December of 2018 I think is what is what the stat was. They weren't good although they were probably the better team in that game and it it still makes me mad. <laughs> like think of if the Bruins could actually like could have actually gotten anything going in game 1 where they might be now. Obviously I'm yeah. I'm going to take it that they're tied but uh it's it's just annoying.
1: Absolutely. If true,
0: and you, you, um, you had a lot to say on uh, Saturday about Lozon and Miller. Do you wanna wanna say a little bit on that?
1: I had a lot to say. I don't remember, but uh, well, they weren't good. That's all I really remember. I mean, it was a couple days ago, so I don't have uh really a fresh play-by-play. I mean, I like the only thing I liked out of those two was when. I saw uh, cross-checked Ovi like ten times after he hit Miller from behind and conveniently didn't get a penalty for it, but mm-hmm. uh, just not good.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's
1: the only way to put it, especially a couple days later. Not good.
0: Yeah, and even not even good tonight. enough. Like, yeah, and even tonight, Miller had a rough game.
1: Yeah. Uh... I was about to tweet something about how Miller has been okay considering how game one went and then he made that pinch I was like, okay yeah never mind delete that one
0: <laughs> yeah it yeah the the pinch on the third caps goal it was not good um
1: man we're jumping games like crazy here
0: <laughs> i mean it's kind of the same thing between the two obviously game two the outcome was better for the bruins i uh, they played better but like also i would say the caps played better um but there are a lot of similarities, especially with like the defense there. Uh, yeah. I, so I know, Miller,
1: but saying like the third Capitals goal.
0: <laughs> third Capitals goal yeah. of the second game. Yes, 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 yeah. that's
1: all I was saying.
0: Um, Yeah, I... LaZon Miller well, was not great. I'm not counting out that pairing in the future based on one bad game. Because, I mean, we've seen that pairing be, you know, pretty decent uh during the regular season. Now obviously, I believe uh Luzon was given a maintenance day on Sunday and then he wasn't in tonight. I don't know if it was because of injury or uh if they just went with Clifton. But I mean if they were playing Clifton on his uh offside willingly, probably it was the injury, but who knows? Um and we've we've talked a lot about debrusque Deep a lot have. of a lot of bad this season let's be real but these first two games what do you, what do you make of them cuz obviously i'm not trying to say oh. we're getting you know 2018 19 debrusque back but like
1: well he certainly looked like that player through two games obviously two games small sample size nothing's uh, in stone but He's, he's been great. I He should have had a second goal tonight, but he shot it right into Craig Anderson because yeah. why score a goal on Craig Anderson? We can make him look good. But no, he's been making plays. Him, I know it's a question that we'll get to later on, but him and Coyle both together tonight, especially kind of looked pretty damn good too. And, you know, Confidence is everything for Dubrasic, especially after the season he had. And I, I love what I'm seeing. I'm, i I, I don't want to say I'm surprised by it, but it's incredibly nice to see. I'll just put it at that.
0: Yeah, it's it's been really encouraging, and we can talk about it more with the question later on. But I mean, I, I would say he's been the Bruins' best forward through the first two games. Um. You can probably argue Hall's up there. He didn't have a fantastic game one, but he was definitely the best in the top six. Um, but DeBrusk has been pretty good so far, and if this is where he wants to shine, please, by all means, go ahead. Like, now is the time to do it. Obviously, like, you can take all the criticism in the regular Alex, season. brain in it. Yeah. You can take all the criticism in the regular season, but what really matters is what you do in the playoffs. And... I hope that's going to be the same sort of idea with Coil. Um, obviously, we hope um, the top six is going to continue trending upward as they sort of did as this game went on and on. Uh, as the second game went on and on, I should say. Which, speaking of that, um, <sighs> Marshawn Bergeron, Pasternak, Hall, Craigie, Smith the the topic is a little uh i don't i mean it's 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 less valid after game 2 but it's certainly still there cuz marsha was not having a great game until that overtime goal and obviously i'm not complaining about it but let's be real it wasn't um and top line really hasn't had it through two games
1: technically um, due to know? money puck I'm just going to interrupt you real quick. Real quick. Uh, tonight's game, game two, obviously, um, they were, in terms of expected goals percentage at five on five, they were the Bruins' third best line. Uh, Who was best? Uh, Hall Crachy Smith had almost 80%. Jeez. Richie Coyle Debrusque about 70 And then Marshawn Bergeron Posternak just under 65. And way down, hovering between 5 and 10%, Lazar Crowley Wagner.
0: I yeah, that's what I was gonna ask about because they did not have a good game. And uh
1: hey, Ovechkin's line was only thirty-five. So
0: has Ovi scored?
1: Nope. No two assists on eight shots.
0: Yeah, because he had he had the goal that everyone thought was Ovi's or that everyone thought was his, but it was deflected. And then obviously Oshi deflected his tonight his shot tonight. I believe yes. Yep. Um. Huh. Yeah, that fourth line needs to change. <laughs> um not to count them out after one game, but like even seeing that going into the into tonight's game, that was kind of iffy. Um But yeah, back back to the top 6, which is what you kind of went off of. Yeah. Should we be worried?
1: Uh No. No. Yeah,
0: I I agree for the most part. And I I say the most part because we have seen this before. And so there's the doubt in the back of my mind of the top six sort of disappearing. But I. This team has been different and this feels different. And I know we say this basically every year, but. This team is too talented this year, frankly, to always struggle in the playoffs, if that makes sense. I just, I can't see, like, I can see, yeah, them having a few bad games, like one or two back-to-back, but I I can't see them going for an entire series or even, like, four games long, like, without playing well. And, I mean, the Hall goal to tie the game in Game 2 and then even Marshawn's Uh, goal to obviously win Game 2. I think that's, again, the start of uh, something more for all of them. And, I mean, even Bergeron scored uh, in Game 2 as well, so... Yeah, I I don't... There's still the part of me that's worried, but, like, I think they'll be fine.
1: need Martian to stop the stupid penalty shit again. Yes. Especially tonight.
0: Yeah, that was not... That... Yeah, that... That felt like twenty fourteen type Marshawn, where it's like, okay, come on, this is just stupid. Stop doing that. And it's like,
1: and like I get that maybe um, oh God, who was it? Hathaway. I know Hathaway fucking literally pile drove his knee into Martian's back's or side or whatever the fuck it was tonight. But and then I think uh, Mantha actually punched him in the head before. Got his other penalty there, but you got to take a number and just move on. Especially in the third period. That was in the third period with Mantha, right? I can't remember. Nope, it was in the second. I yeah, lied. It was second, yeah. Oh, boy, though, when Taylor Hall took that dripping penalty in the third tonight, I thought it was over. But anyways, you know, Martian, uh, better tonight than game one. That's for sure. Yes. Obviously. And, yeah, so he knocks off the penalty stuff. Um, I think they'll be fine. Oh, also, um, does 88 know how to shoot the puck?
0: Oh, God. Yeah, so it's now up to four goals in his last 23 games for Posternock. He didn't score tonight. He absolutely should have. That
1: one power play where he missed two wide-open nets.
0: Yeah, what's gone wrong there? Like
1: um <laughs> bad luck I hope
0: I I don't know like looking at like it's not like he's not shooting the puck like if I look since uh April 5th versus Philly which is like the 23rd last game like three shots four shots two shots four shots four shots one three two zero five three three five six six four three one two 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 and then Yesterday and today, or yesterday, uh, Saturday and today, six shots, four shots. Like, he's still shooting the puck and getting shots, but just nothing going in. And, yeah, he's still getting points. Like, he's two assists um, through the two playoff games. I mean, he's even on, like, a six-game point streak. Um, but I, I don't know what it is. He just can't shoot it right now, and he's got to figure it out if the Bruins are going to go anywhere. And he's definitely due for something. Yeah, it's it's kind of been it's kind of been something that's been sort of thrown, or not. I don't want to say thrown under the rug, but like, not as noticeable given like Hall's arrival, and it's sort of been like, okay, you know what, that line's flying, but it's like, yeah four goals for Poshnok in the last 23 games that's almost half like it's almost half of the season that we just watched it's definitely concerning but I mean Absolutely. I think he's gonna get out of it because Poshnok always has these sort of dry spells but I think I mean he, he should be fine I hope he's gonna be fine and get out of it soon would be really nice for him to have like a hat trick or a four goal game in game 3 to just to shut us up. It'd be, it'd be be really cool.
1: good.
0: <sighs> um also before we move on from game 1 even though we're all over the place anyways, but um <laughs> Craig Anderson and I guess Dan Chara pushing the net off. That was bullshit. Yeah, come on especially cuz that probably would have been a poster not goal. That's why I thought of it. Like oh, it I mean smart play by Chara. I would have loved it if he did that for the Bruins and didn't get called for it, but
1: uh Oh, if he was a Bruin he would have got called for it, confirmed.
0: You might be right, but shh. No, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's clearly just Chara that pushed it off and then Anderson just fell backwards in it like hope like hopelessly like I I still don't understand how that wasn't a how that wasn't a call, but here we are. On the other side of it. Um So let's go to game two. Obviously Lazon out. Clifton comes in. And uh DeBress gets bumped up to the third line with Richie and Coyle, and then you have Crowley Lazar Wagner. <laughs> Going into this game. Just what were you thinking? Like what did the Bruins need?
1: Uh their top six to show up more and for them to put pucks on Craig Anderson.
0: And then what did they do?
1: Well, you see the top six was better. They put pucks on, you know, on the goal, but that didn't stop Craig Anderson from making forty four saves yes. on forty eight shots. I I know it says forty-four saves and I know I'm I'm well aware they had forty-eight shots, but I feel like they still aren't challenging him fully enough. I feel like they're at the point where they're just yeah. shooting everything from everywhere. Which Which obviously is gonna help inflate yeah. that save number, but I'd like to see them not pass as much.
0: Yeah, I guess. Krejci because... <laughs> passed on a two on one, trying to get over to Pasternak, but like I don't remember which Caps defender like already had their stick on the ice, and he tried to get it through. It's like you gotta shoot it there. Um, I like the Craig Smith mentality of just shooting, and I, especially after game one, I was like, just shoot, just shoot, just shoot. But it's like, you know, you also gotta get some quality looks, and outside of DeBrusque, shooting it right into Anderson. Like there weren't many like there weren't many big chances where I was like wow, good save by Anderson. And that's sort of the issue. Like I almost obviously said I don't want good saves by Anderson, phase, but...
1: but then I was like, up, oh, that's right back in his chest.
0: Yeah. No, <laughs> it's <laughs> you got to you got to challenge him more. And I mean, hopefully we see Anderson again for Game Three. Uh, but you gotta, you gotta just get better chances. And yeah, they kind of, they kind of did that more in Game Two. But again, it was still kind of lacking. Um, now, obviously, it's hard to, it's hard to say no to forty-eight shots, but um, no. And. You know, I had an idea, and I completely lost where I was going to go with that. Uh, actually, so Kevin Miller, because we Kevin Miller talked about him. Obviously, he I don't remember exactly what it was, but did something again to his knee, and then went to the dressing room, and then obviously came back and wasn't great. Um,
1: I think he. What happened was he through that big hit on Sprong but then I think his knee hit the boards if I'm remembering correctly. Mm. Yeah, that would do it. And obviously with a, you know, a twice fractured kneecap, I think I think that makes sense.
0: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so I I'll ask the question and I think I okay. know the answer. Um and I think I know my answer. He should still be in the lineup for Game 3, right?
1: I I think so. I, I mean, I... I mean, who else are you going to throw in there, really? Exactly. That's the thing. I am mean, thinking Camper. Uh, uh, maybe not against the Capitals. No. Um, let's see. Tenorti-Clifton. Oh, Tenorti-Clifton. Clifton. Clifton, let's do it. No. I mean... I, and I don't mean to sound like a caveman when I say, oh, his physical presence on the back end, but... You need I it. mean, if... It's, like you saw in game one, I'm not sure if you remember it, but after on cross-checked Ovi like five times, Ovechkin got up obviously pissed off, and Miller went straight into his face and like stood up to him, and I mean... That's... Uh, That's what you need, especially against a team like the Capitals. Mm -hmm. That will literally take your head off. Yeah, for fun and then laugh about it. But and plus, let's not pretend that it's like a shock that your bottom pairing gets beat. Like that's gonna (laughs) happen. Yeah. And that's not excusing that horrible pinch because that's just something that you can't do. But yeah, I I just I don't see who you put in over him. That's the main thing, because at first I was kind of thinking about it, like, well, I mean, you could probably sit him for a game, maybe get his head straight, but then I was like, well, who who are you going to put in? You can't just give away a game. Yeah. (laughs) And no offense to the rest of the folk, but I think they're almost better off with what they got in, especially given his uh, physicality and whatnot.
0: Yeah, and even then, like, it's not like Kevin Miller is going to be playing twenty five minutes a night. No, that's the thing. He played ten minutes tonight, and he played. Played okay. Like he played. He played nineteen in game one. Uh, more than Riley Carlo. I don't know what Bruce was doing in that game. Um, but Miller's not going to be playing a million minutes. A oh, night. oh.
1: You want to know why he was out there for so long in game one? Because he was matched up against Ovechkin. Remember.
0: Oh yeah, right.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> So that, that makes sense now. And I don't know why that was even an idea to begin with. But yeah, I'm glad we're no. not doing that anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know why Cassidy didn't put Grizz McAvoy on that. Like just put just put Grizzlick McAvoy against everyone. It works. Not not to do plus minus is anything, because again, it's not a great stat, but McAvoy was a plus four tonight. Um, he played 26 minutes, had a 64.71, uh, I think that's Corsi 4 percentage. Yeah, Boston had a 33 to 18 edge in shot attempts with McAvoy on the ice. He had five shots, five hits, played four minutes shorthanded. You have Charlie McAvoy to play against the top guys. Don't put Kevin Miller out there. No. You have Kevin Miller to play against the third and fourth lines that are going to grind you. And then he can fight against that. Even sa- same with Clifton. like They said on they said on Sportsnet, which shocked me, uh, that Clifton led the Bruins in hits during the season. And Okay! Yeah, I was like, I don't believe that, but you have those guys there for a reason. Play them on the bottom pair. Play them like 14 minutes a night. That's all you need out of them. You basically play them to give Riley Carlo and Grizzly McAvoy a bit of rest. That's all you do. And then you just ride that top four to your death, essentially. It's like yes, you want a good bottom pairing too, but sometimes that's not the complete reality that you're gonna have this amazing dynamic pair, and that's okay. They can get by with it. So <laughs> just just from that Miller question we just went on like five minute tangent on that. Um so Charlie Coyle well, do do I want do we want to talk about Coyle on the Debras goal or Craig Anderson on the DeBrusque
1: goal? why not both?
0: Because <laughs> Coyle made a nice move. I'll give him that. Like he, he did made a move to the outside, them. saw that Anderson was being really aggressive, and he made the complete right play. Like good goodbye Coyle, but oh my god, where was Anderson going?
1: Going for a swim.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. He went like, too far out of the net, and then DeBrusque just had an easy tap in, which, again, good for DeBrusque. But, like, oh my god. Coyle needed that, though. And then, obviously, there was the penalty. Who who was the one that took it right after that? I don't remember. It, if I had to guess, I would say Marshaw, but um, let me see. Uh, I can't find it quickly. I don't remember. Whatever. Um, someone on the Bruins took a penalty.
1: Yeah, it was Marchand. It was Ruffin against Brendan Dillon.
0: Right, okay. But yeah, Marchand, not a great game for penalties. Actually, how many How many penalty minutes did he have? Four.
1: So Two minors.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, no, not not Marchand's best, as we said, but yeah. Certainly got... not his worst. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I wanted to lead this into a point of can they stop taking penalties against the Caps? Like, they are it's, playing with fire.
1: It's retaliatory most of it, too. And they are... They're getting sucked into the whole being on the road against a physical team. At least that's what I've noticed in these two games in Washington. Hopefully, you know, tables turn a little bit as they go back to Boston, but... I mean, like in the third period, what was what was Richie trying to do there against Oshi? I mean, I think that was a clear flop by Oshi. Sure, he got hit in the face, but he definitely uh, sold it. Yeah, but but what? Why? Why, Nick?
0: Yeah, and like the Marshall stuff against Mantha. I mean, for one, I don't know how Mantha got a penalty there. I.
1: See like
0: I don't I don't get it. I'm not complaining, but I don't I, I don't get understand
1: it. the high sticking, but I mean he did punch Martian in the head like 5 seconds before that and wasn't going to get called. So in my in my mind
0: sort of make up call. Nothing
1: nothing's wrong.
0: Yeah, I just so the amount of four on four time in the second period was just like why? <laughs> but no. Yeah. The penalties they they need to stop with them or they're going to lose. Because no I'll one in the last... Corn. Exactly. No one in the last 15 years has been able to figure out OV for a reason. He's just that good. He stands there every game, every power play, for the entire power play, and he still scores. No one has ever solved it. So you can't be taking penalties against this Caps team. I understand that there are going to be bad calls. It's the playoffs. like. NHL even the linesmen were having a rough one <laughs> like yeah. I get that but some of these are just unnecessary things that you can't be doing and especially because some of these retaliatory penalties if you don't like go back at them you're probably getting a power play because the caps are already doing something to you first and the ref obviously sees that because they give both of them two minutes so if you don't go back at them Probably getting a power play, which, I mean, if it's the Bruins' power play, so take that as you will, but still a chance.
1: Did you know that uh, for the Capitals, uh, their third defense pairing of Chara and Nick Jensen has been their best pairing in both games?
0: By what metric?
1: Well, expected goals percentage. Jesus and Corsi too.
0: <laughs> Chara played guess, 13 uh, minutes tonight.
1: Guess what? Uh, well, for the pairing of uh, Orlov and uh Carlson, guess what their uh, expected goals percentage was? Uh, at five on five.
0: At five on five, I'm gonna say not great.
1: Hey, just, just throw a number zero to one hundred.
0: I'll go with like 33.
1: I <laughs> have 15. Oh my God. Yeah, and in game one, they were about, like, 41, I think, if I remember correctly. Okay. And that was the worst, too, for them. So, I mean, I guess take advantage of that line, uh, pairing that's not doing too well.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: All right, take a guess. Based on the eye test, I don't know if you have it in front of you. I hope you don't, because then you'll ruin my question. Who? What was the best Bruins defensive pairing tonight?
0: I mean, I would assume Grizzly McAvoy, although there were... Well, yeah, if for it's pairing... Gold. If it's pairing, then I'm saying Grizzlick McAvoy, but I know Grizzlick was on the ice for a few against, but I'll say Grizz Mac. Nope. Riley Carlo. Though.
1: Riley Carlo yeah. had about had a 72.28 expected goals percentage, while Grizzlick McAvoy had 60.3. Hmm. But if we go by Corsi, oh my God, then yeah, Grizzly McAvoy was 63, while Clifton Miller was 50 percent, and Riley Carlo was 48.
0: Yeah. I mean, overall, like actually, not a bad game by the defense. Um, no. the Rask bailed the... them out
1: early when God shots were what fourteen to two or something like that.
0: It started off bad.
1: <laughs> like twelve to four or something like that. I think. Oh God. Yeah.
0: And I don't even know how we didn't get to this. Um, deflections.
1: That's the only way the Capitals will score this series
0: outside of Hathaway's goal in game 2 or his second goal in game 2 which was a 2 on 1 off the Miller pinch yeah i <laughs> i don't know how you can consistently blame rask when every single when practically every single goal has been a deflection now yes i will say that that goal in overtime in game 1 that was that was iffy but you can't blame rask for that Like, deflection right in front, just takes that weird bounce off his chest and goes down. And then obviously, I mean, you can't blame him for that game, because, come on, 29 saves through two periods, he only lets in two goals. You're playing Craig Anderson. You need to win that. And then game two, uh, the second goal, sure, maybe he should have had that, but there are also six players in front of him, basically screening him and deflecting the puck wherever it may end up. The big thing that I even noticed in the third when the Caps were in the offensive zone, it did not seem like um, like it didn't seem like they were getting too many chances in front or on point shots, like seemed like the Bruins kind of noticed it, at least from what I saw that the Caps were just shooting it from the point and getting deflections constantly, basically. So hopefully they know to try to prevent that. And you would think so, because, you know, like boxing out players is kind of a thing they teach in like novice level hockey but yeah it's it's been so annoying all those deflections cause can you name one bounce that the Bruins have gotten like one positive bounce
1: maybe that Nick Richie goal but in game one but other than that no, they've all been shitty yeah
0: But in spite of that, they still won game two. And we're already at forty minutes somehow, so I'm trying to yeah, speed
1: through I, this a I little think, more. Yeah, I don't think we have too much to really get to. Besides, I mean, I mean, we could talk quickly about Taylor Hall's patience in front of the net there and hanging in that. Oh, when I tell you, I leapt up. Out of my seat when I saw the ref pointing to the back of the oh, goal. Yeah. Oh my god! And I was like, "Watch, watch! They're gonna—the Capitals will score some kind of bullshit triple deflection goal." Like five seconds later,
0: I—I I thought that was gonna happen. Um, it was like the uh, the Richie goal, where it was like, "Okay, I know, I know the puck went through Anderson. I'm just like waiting for it. I'm waiting for the signal from the ref, and then the ref." like signaled oh good goal I was like yes and then again for the uh, for that Hall goal I was just like okay the puck it's in the crease it is somewhere someone please put it in the net just like just literally just tap it and then Hall did it and I was like thank god and also um, I had a friend text me being like how is that not goalie interference and I was like "Um, because Sprong was the one that fell on Anderson and also Anderson never had the puck like, he never had possession. It was, like, very clearly not goalie interference. And I'm glad the Caps didn't challenge it. Actually, them challenging it would have been nice, but uh, there was there was no goalie interference there. Even though we don't know what goalie interference is, as seen in the Florida-Tampa series, Game 1. But that's a, that's a whole other can of worms. <sighs> and then, over time... Grizzlick to Marshall just perfect.
1: When I saw Grizzlick get the puck, I saw Marshand on the opposite side. I was like, "Oh my god, you have Marshand, you have Marshand and then that pass felt like it took forever to make it across the ice. And then another one of those, is it actually in? Is it in? Is it in? And then oh my god, the celebration. Martian jumping into Hall's arms on the bench. Didn't even give him a chance to get off of the bench. Just... Oh, uh, it's incredible.
0: Yeah, everything about that was just perfect. Like I, I saw Grizz. There was all that open space. Martian clearly looking for the pass on that, and then just, just the perfect pass over to him. I. <laughs> that's what you need for Marshall. And you know, I, 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 I did not expect that to go in. Like I just, di- I thought Marshall would have missed wide or something like with how this series has been going so far, but thank God he won. And then him jumping into Hall's arms was just perfect. There's also uh there's also a video of um, like of their celebration and Rask is just, he just sort of casually skates up and then everyone notices him. It's like, oh, yeah, hey, good job, Tuka. Just like very casually, like, oh, yeah. He's there, too. He kind of helped.
1: Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't tell people on Twitter he helped. Oh, oh yeah, boy. Sorry. Opening up a can. Oh, sorry. Okay, Canadian. Sorry, eh? Oh, God. <laughs> we got to restart. Oh, I'm yeah. just kidding.
0: Yeah, we have to restart. <laughs> not even not even cut it out. Just completely restart after me saying sorry. I this one. <laughs> Uh, And that was game two.
1: Good time. Much better.
0: How do we feel going into game three?
1: Well, I'm glad you... I'm glad they won, otherwise I'd be feeling horrible. I mean... Yeah. Feeling good, I mean... I think the line should stay exactly the way they are. I don't know, maybe change that fourth line, because... I mean, you look at what is, um, actually, tonight, the uh, Haglin dowd hathaway line wasn't that good, but they were still uh, t- t- over, uh, just about 10 percentage points better than the Bruins' fourth line, but, I mean, if I remember correctly, that fourth line for Washington was good in game one, so that's really my only concern. I mean, your third pairing is your third pairing. You just hope they don't burn you too much with that pairing, but as long as you don't throw them out there against Ovechkin, plus being home, you know, Bruce can control the matchups, you know. yes, Hopefully he uses that to his advantage, (laughs) not game one's it, but I, I I I don't know. I am very interested to see what um, the Capitals will do in net if they'll keep rolling with Craig Anderson or if,
0: if Van Samsonov or... or Samsonov.
1: Yeah, either one. I don't. Is it? I don't want to say it because then I'll jinx it. But all three goalies don't really scare me too much. I'd say, especially given that one of them hasn't really played much this year. The other two have been on and off, injured slash COVID. COVID did
0: I, I take Rask <laughs> or Swayman over them, despite Swayman only playing 10 games this year. Like, I, oh, I would can take you imagine it that them them. it
1: takes if the Bruins lost this one, they'd say, Let's throw Swayman in for a game to give him some life. It's like, okay, they, well, this they is-
0: were saying that after the first game. Oh, I know they were saying that after the first goal against. <laughs>
1: They were saying that before puck drop in game one. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah, let's I that on it's his, like, okay. uh, trade day.
0: Okay, listen. I love Swayman. He's been great. He's played 10 games. He has played 10 games this year. Yes, he has a 9.45 save percentage. That is good. But he has played 10 games. He has also played 19 professional league games. Because he played 9 in the AHL this year. Yes. His time will come. Right now, uh as as the Bruins account like to say, it's Tuka time. So Aww. until Rask has two awful games in a row, it is his net. Or if Rask has two awful games in a row, please don't happen. Um Oh man. But yeah, going into game three, which is uh Wednesday. Feeling hopeful. Definitely good that they won this game. think they'll be able to build off of it. Probably want to change something on that fourth line, but I don't know what. Maybe Frederick in for Corrali, but I don't know how much difference that'll make, frankly. Um, it'd be better to have Frederick going after Wilson and messing things up than Marshawn doing it, but I I don't know if you can really justify putting him in the lineup just for that.
1: Um, well, I mean, you can't get much worse than this fourth line yeah. has been. So it might, yeah, be, uh, <laughs> might be worth trying something. I mean, the good thing is it's your fourth line. Exactly. And they Like played... we're talking about the third pairing. So, like Wagner eight, nine, played nine, seven right, minutes. Like
0: Corrali played eight minutes. Lazar played nine minutes. And that's with two minutes. So really, they played six minutes on the ice. They just had additional shorthand time. So they maybe had, what, like 10 shifts? And frankly, that's probably what they should have. Yeah. Like, but yeah, maybe make a change to the fourth line. It's not going to make a massive difference. Um, hope Lazon's healthy. Maybe go lazon clifton But it's probably again, just going to be Clifton-Miller. We'll see. Uh, Kuznetsov is probably going to be back for the Caps, I would think, because he, he skated yesterday. They figured he wasn't going to be ready you know, in time today because it was determined that w- one of Kuznetsov or Samsonov got COVID and then the other was a close contact, so they were both out for two weeks. But they've both been skating. I would imagine Kuznetsov gets in for Game 3. I don't know if they'll start Samsonov. With, like, I don't know if there's a point to rush it with how good Anderson has been. Like He yeah, has been good for them. I don't know, mm-hmm. but going back to Boston again, like you said, Cassidy being able to control the matchups—that's the important thing, and he's normally good about taking advantage of that. So hopefully that stays the same, but we'll—I guess we'll see. Um, and do we want to just touch on stuff around the league, like? Or just go straight to quest- questions. At this point,
1: so. well, we can, I guess, you know, quickly mention the important things. I mean, Cam Talbot, what was it, a forty-two oh save God. shutout against Vegas, and that game Joel Eriksson so scoring in overtime for a one-nothing win in Game One, and uh, Tampa and Florida. What a what a game that one was. I fell asleep, so I didn't get to see the third period, but mayhem
0: yeah both both those uh like both the wilds uh, the minnesota vegas game and the florida tampa games those were insane and it's funny because they're like so different because one was a one nothing overtime win and the other was a five four win (laughs) but that that minnesota vegas game was just such good hockey and such good goaltending from flurry and talbot like, I knew no matter like which team won, I would have felt bad for whichever goalie lost because they were both incredible. And then Tampa, Florida has it. Yeah, that's probably game one was probably the game of the playoffs, was it not? <laughs> that, that was oh my god. Well, actually, sorry, the game of the playoffs was the 6 5 Flames win over the Canucks in overtime because technically, <laughs> technically, it happened during the playoffs
1: Uh, jeez. Uh yeah, no, but um uh I I don't all I know about the Carolina Predators game is that the Carolina I almost called them oh my god. I almost called them the Carolina Predators. I almost called them the Carolina Panthers. And then I said, Nope. Carolina Predator, nope. Carolina Hurricanes. They won. They lead 1-0, and I saw, I think, a tweet that there was over 100 hits thrown in that game.
0: Huh? All right, I I, need to check that one sec. Uh, I think I
1: saw the Hurricanes tweet it. Let me see. 100 hits in game one. My Uh, God. Carolina threw 53, Nashville threw 47. So that was uh surprising I guess. I don't know. I thought those Actually actually the final box put.
0: score says 56-49. <laughs> so even <laughs> more.
1: Even undershot it. Uh and then I mean we're talking about Taylor Hall's impact. Uh Kyle Palmieri scores two for the Islanders as they take game 1 in overtime, including the game-winning goal in overtime, I guess I should have said.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they no. Good games did all around. Please.
0: Yeah, none of these games have been bad, and I d- didn't really get a chance to watch Carolina and seeing as, you know, it's a little focused. Now. Is there another yeah. game on? Uh, yeah, it, that game started at 8, uh, and then right now, St. Louis, Colorado's tied 1-1, end of the second. But Carolina beat Nashville 5-2. I did not see any of it. Like, I, okay. I don't have anything to say on that. Um. Let me just let me just quickly look. Okay. <laughs> Good game for Jordan Stahl. Two goals in the win. Uh Alex uh Nadelkovich. N- 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 there we go. Uh, riding with it. 20, 22 saves in his uh playoff debut. Good for him. You know, I think that game is exactly what we're gonna see all series in that. But well it's uh, close
1: going into the third period. To two going into the third, and then Carolina scores three.
0: Oh, I just okay, that's so annoying. Islanders, I mean, obviously, like on Sunday, we got it was easier just because it was a Sunday and so they could have the afternoon games. But Islanders Penguins starts at 7 30 tomorrow, then Lightning Panthers at eight, and then uh, Wild Golden Knights at 10. Mm -hmm. I will say, the NHL has done a pretty good job of scheduling. (laughs) Uh, like in terms of what games are happening when, and they did a decent job of spacing it out, starting Wednesday, Thursday, once uh Canadian division starts. So maybe they learned. Um, but we can move on to questions. Although thank God, I'm just kidding. Can you can you pull them up? Cause I want to quickly check something.
1: Yeah, I'll pull them up.
0: I know it's a bit unorthodox having you do it, but um. All right, that's what I thought. Jake DeBrusk is uh, tied with uh, five other players uh, for the most goals in the playoffs, with two. He's tied with Braden Point, Kyle Palmieri, Jordan Stall, Nikita Kucherov, and Garnet Hathaway.
1: <laughs> As we all expected. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right, so first one, Jaden at Halsey. Been on the show before, obviously. Will your new win celebration video be Marshy jumping into Hall's arms if he stays? Also hoping I'll be there next episode, winky face.
0: I will consider Speaking it. of which, he
1: said a video. He said he'd tweet a video if the Bruins won. Did he tweet the video? Oh, I don't know. He said, if the Bruins win this game, I'll post a clip of me saying Tukarask is elite in Carl Weezer's voice. And he I'm quote still, retweeted I'm it saying, it well, it. I'm a man of my word. I'll drop it once I get home. All right we'll be waiting for that one. We'll give you a thorough <laughs> review of the voice impression next episode.
0: <laughs> Sounds perfect. Um, I mean I mean to answer the question i I considered it um, maybe maybe next season. We'll you see.
1: always have like a four final videos towards the end of the preseason, and you're like, which one do I choose?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well yeah, ever since ever since like because the when crew left, I was like, oh God, <laughs> what do I do?" And then I settled on the Marshall one, which, I mean, it that works. one was,
1: that one was perfect. Cause yeah. it's like, how about that shit? As, yeah. As and then, how about that shit.
0: and then like it's, and Marshall has been like, Marshall had an incredible year. So basically every game was praising him in that win, uh, win video thing too. So kind of worked out. Next question.
1: Okay. So Tyler S. Um, at Tyler Seeger9 asked, You think Marshan can build off this and keep us cool for the rest? Thoughts on Cliffy hockey? When do you think pasta breaks out of the slump? So I'll, we'll start from the end of the question, work our way back. When do you think pasta breaks out of a slump? Game three. I hope game three. I, I certainly assist. hope game three. Bucket. Oh wow. Okay, uh, thoughts on Cliffy hockey.
0: Pretty okay. Nothing insane. Um, Had a few good offensive chances, which was nice to see. Like, the Bruins were actually using their D more in this game. Game two. Um, I mean, nothing really to complain about. Like, no bad pinches or anything like what Miller had. Just overall solid, and that's all I can hope for. He didn't take 20 million penalties, so really, I'm not complaining.
1: Yeah, I mean, like we we talked about, third-pairing defensemen don't expect a whole bunch, and you really just... Hope they don't hurt you, which Clifton did not tonight, so you know what? Good for him. Alright, and final question from Mr. Tyler. You think Marshan can build off this and keep his cool for the rest? I'll I'll start with this one since he did the other two. Um, I think Marshan can ab- absolutely build off that, and I don't know about keeping his cool because the capitals are that annoying team that's going to be non-stop at you. So, you got to hope he can cuz he could get himself in trouble for the first time in several years. But I hope so. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say.
0: I think he's it's like it's tough to say obviously, but like um I think he's still going to not be keeping his cool, let's say. But that doesn't mean he can't perform. No. He will be the feisty Marshawn that we've seen for the last 10 years. But I think that goal is really going to help that top line get going again. Especially Bergeron scoring earlier on in that game, too. Um, Beautiful shot. Oh, yeah. I think... You'll see some of that feistiness, and it'll be annoying, and you'll get mad. But what'll matter most is the scoreboard at the end of the game, hopefully showing... You just gotta be smart about it. Exactly. Be smart about it. You can be feisty, you can be a rat, but do it at the right time. Don't make yourself... Like, don't take yourself off the ice at a bad moment, essentially.
1: Especially for, like, a bad trade-off. Like, that's the worst thing. Like, if he's taken, like, half away or down with him to the penalty box. It's not a great trade off. All right, next question from Tumby at Tumby Time. Do you think Trent Frederick should be in this lineup? I oh, take that one. It
0: can't be. It can't be worse than yeah, Corrali.
1: Yeah, we pretty much already said it. I mean. Especially given that it's the fourth line, I'd be more apt to mess around with it and just try to find something that works, although you really can't really don't have to be crazy about shuffling it around, but I I think his physicality could be a bonus, that's for sure. But I mean, I don't who do you you would you take out Coralli for sure? Or I I, I would take out Ah uh, Wagner, because I think Crowley yeah. speed can still have an impact, but I just don't see Wagner doing anything.
0: Yeah, it. That's the thing. But then, then you got worried with like how exactly the line would look. But like you can always move Lazard to the right wing, put Crowley at center. Like, Technically, three centers there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I would take. I would probably like to take Wagner out. I just think it might end up being Crowley just because of that just because of the shots, but...
1: I just like to think that um, if there is an upside to either one of those two players, Wagner, or Corrali, Corrali has the higher upside, but... Yes. I mean, I don't even know if there's upside there anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Not to be overly negative on a night where the Bruins had an awesome win, but... Yeah, so, it wouldn't hurt. I, I say do it, just to see, but... I guess we'll see. Bruce doesn't listen to our podcast, I don't think, so... He should. Yeah, I'm going to write a strongly worded letter to him. Anyways, next question from DJ at DJM underscore 73. Thoughts on the Coil-JD combo tonight? They both look so much better. And I think he pretty much answered.
0: (laughs) Basically, yeah, and we talked about (laughs) it a bit earlier. They really did look better. Dabrowski's had a great set of two games. Coil's Game 1 was not as great, but Game 2, definitely a lot better. That was sort of the playoff coil stuff that we've been accustomed to. Like, hard on the, the puck, own. making great moves in the neutral zone, which is a big thing that I noticed. Really opening up space for the plays, and really encouraging. Hopefully that carries on. I like keeping Richie Coyle-DeBrusque together. I think that's a good third line.
1: The only thing negative I noticed about Coyle tonight was in the first period when he, uh, I think it was Dowd who beat him down the ice and he had that little mini breakaway on Rask, but Rask made an absolutely beautiful save. So, you know, no real hurt there, I guess. But if he scores there, then maybe we're talking a little different about Coyle tonight. But overall, really good. I think Coyle and DeBrusque definitely look good together. I was kind of wondering if they'd be hesitant to move Debrusque up since he, he kind of had some success with blizzard but obviously that i, I tweeted it the other night but de is the x factor of these playoffs and yep. i think we talked about it previously but that that's so massive if they can obviously i don't expect them to score every damn game would be pretty cool if so but yeah if, if they can keep making good plays as my cap Literally just rolled off the bed next to me. Okay, I. <laughs> uh, yes, they both look so much better, and it's uh, refreshing to say the least. Yeah.
0: Do we have any? A
1: couple more. All right. If that's what you're asking. Yes. Technically two more, but it's the last one's just uh. <laughs> Ames just... <laughs> wanting to come on. Yeah, I've seen that she's asked many times and you don't ever respond. Oof. Not on the show at least. Oof. Alright. She said win. I think that's a she. I Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a response to that or do you want me to move on to Dalla Dollar Bill's question?
0: Uh I'll just uh, I'll just ignore it again.
1: Oh, owned. Okay. Um <laughs> no. Dalla Dollar Bill at Parquet Pride seventeen. They've been struggling on the power play. Do you like the change Cassidy made, or stick with the original unit?
0: Run Krejci, McAvoy, Marshawn, Bergeron, Posnock into the ground. <laughs> Just do it. Oh, I like, Especially with Coyle uh, having a good game, you can trust him more on that second unit with Hall, Ritchie, DeBrusk, Grizzlick. I think it sets you up for a lot more. Having Krejci on the top unit, you know there's a lot more skill there. You can have like he has a good winding timer. He's a great passer. I think putting him up there with McAvoy, Marshawn, Pastrnak, Bergeron, I think it just works better. Now, obviously, no, they didn't score, but I mean they had what two chances tonight, and I think.
1: I mean, if if Pastrnak missed an empty net twice, yeah, and. You know, we're talking about how that story. power play looked good. But um, uh, I was about to say, oh, um, you know, your power play is stacked when Taylor Hall only gets five seconds of power play time in, an, in a playoff game. <laughs> I know they only had two power plays, but and one of them was abbreviated, correct? I don't remember.
0: Sorry, that's uh, former MVP Taylor Hall to you. So,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's. I just found it so funny when I was scrolling through earlier, and I was like, "Wow, Taylor Hall, five seconds of power play time." <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. And on that note, that's, that's certainly a note. Yeah, that's all we got. Uh, it's midnight for us right now. Uh, the things we do. But we will be doing another one of these after Game Four, hopefully talking about a three to one series lead, but at, at the very least this series has to be tied next time we're talking. Um they need to like they, they need to win two, but at least get one at home. You need that. Um again those games are at six thirty for some reason. Uh but, you know, it is what it is. As always. Well, this won't this won't apply soon apparently for Massachusetts, but uh, wear a mask. Or New York for me. <laughs> wear a mask, wash your hands, uh, stay safe. Stay away from others, get vaccinated if you can. And um really encouraging stuff for the Bruins today. Hoping that continues.
1: Uh And I have one thing quickly? Oh, okay. And for uh, for those who are like, "Oh, well these mask mandates are ending, but I still want to wear my mask." Fucking do it. Do it. Don't let yes. people think like you can't wear your mask if you feel comfortable and safer with it. Do it. Make yourself yes. feel safe. That's all that matters.
0: Yes, exactly. Especially cuz
1: you, you know, know what's best for your own safety. Do what you got to do.
0: Yeah. And if you get bad looks from people, who cares? Just look at those, them. Just look at them are, even worse. <laughs> those are anti-vaxxers most likely. So <laughs> It's not like you should be trusting their opinion on science. The only thing I kind of laugh at,
1: not fully laugh, but chuckle at is people in their cars alone. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like, okay, well, but yeah, no, please. Don't get COVID. Yeah. (laughs) Don't get COVID and Bruins don't lose. Okay. That's all I ask.
0: Yes. And
1: um, don't ask for much.
0: I will end on this note. Uh, As always, it is not Tuka's fault because Tuka Rask is elite.